Well, hello there. Thank you for joining me on the Film Survivor Podcast. I am Tom Santilli. We just got through uh, witnessing the double episode, premiere episode of Survivor Ghost Island. Uh, season 36, ladies and gentlemen. That is hard to believe. Every time I say it out loud, I can't believe it. And if you don't listen to Survivor or don't uh, watch Survivor, it seems even more crazy that that show is still on for this long. But it is, and it's still going strong. And uh, if this week's premiere was any indication, uh, I think that we might be in for a good season. Uh, we got a lot to unpack here, a lot going on. We have two exit interviews coming up uh, today on the podcast. So uh, as I always do, um, I'm going to give you just a brief uh, moment to bail on this podcast or pause it if uh, you don't want any spoilers because we are going to get heavy into what happened in the episode. And then I'm also, again, going to be talking to the two people that were voted off the show. So there's your warning. And boom, we're diving in. So, so yeah, I mean, what did everybody think? Uh, <laughs> as I was watching, my first inclination is, okay, so going into the season, I was, I was very, more than normal, I was kind of worried about this theme. You know, I'm kind of like, okay, Ghost Island, it's, it's a cool name. It sounds like that they probably came up with the name of it first and then tried to figure out, like, you know, what does this mean and how do we do this? Uh, and I'm not sure that's the best way to create themes for the show but uh yeah ghost island sounds really cool but like what is ghost island um and you know listening to probes to try to explain what the season's theme was uh leading up to this season was kind of like gave me a headache you know it was like you you shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to take for like five minutes or like several paragraphs to explain to somebody something you know, this is like an old Hollywood thing. You know, you go into like pitch a movie. You gotta be quick. You gotta you gotta be able to boil it down into like one sentence and say, okay, here's what I'm thinking. You know, it's you know it's Gladiator meets you know Naked Gun or something. That'd be cool. Uh, but you know, you gotta you gotta have an idea. You gotta be able to pitch it, and it has to make sense quickly. You know, in the past, Survivor. You know, when it was back in the day, it was uh, more about the location of the of the show. You know, so. Survivor China, you know, told us a lot, you know, about where it was at and, you know, what was going to be the theme. Uh, you know, Survivor Marquesas, all those kind of things. Survivor All-Stars, you know, very simple to figure out what that is. Heroes versus Villains, very simple. Game Changers, Millennials versus Gen Xers, all, all of these themes are right in the title and people get it, like, without having to get, like, a booklet out and having to read all about, like, what things mean. So when he's describing Ghost Island... What's even worse is when he's done describing it, we still didn't really understand what the hell he's talking about. I mean, he's like, okay, so there's going to be some, like, artifacts, and there's going to be, like, stuff hanging, like old, you know, snuffers, and all these things, like, from the past. But, like, what does that mean? You know, like, how is it going to play into the, the theme of things? So, very fitting, then, as complicated as, as the theme is this season, I thought it was hilarious that they started the show off with this convoluted <laughs> challenge where, you know, uh, okay, you know, you got you got to pick, each team's got to pick a leader, then the leader has to pick a physical person, and then a um, person to compete in a puzzle, and then, oh yeah, then there's this other side rule where, like, I'm going to have this jar of sand, and as it runs out, the leaders can decide to forfeit, and if they, if you win the challenge, you get this, but if he forfeits, you get this, and then there's something about, you know, eggs in there, and I'm just like, what the, what the hell is going on right now? <laughs> like, seriously, like, I don't want to have to work that hard to figure out what's happening on, on a show like Survivor, especially in the first, like, five seconds of the show. So, that was how my mind started, but as we kind of got into it as you know I kind of just laid back and let the show wash over me as I do uh that sounded uh more sensual than I wanted it to but you know as uh as you kind of take the show in uh I, I started digging it I felt like there was a lot of uh people on the show this season that uh are interesting in different ways they're easily identifiable and um I felt I felt like there's a lot of big personalities. You know, obviously we hear a lot of the people this year say that they're super fans. As we saw with Jacob tonight, that doesn't always equal good gameplay. But it's good to know that we have a lot of people that care about the show. I think that's important also during a season like Ghost Island, where it's all about like the legacy of the show and things like that. More about Ghost Island in a few minutes. But uh, you know, I just wanted to say like I think that 
uh, you know, I like the fact that, you know, sometimes when they're, you know, you start the show, there's 18 or 20 of this season, new contestants, you, you know, want to know who they are, obviously, but usually the Survivor premieres in the past have kind of tried to, they've done it a bunch of different ways at this point, but, you know, some seasons they're trying to kind of show all 20, which doesn't work. Uh, other seasons they kind of, you know, try to show as many as they can, and, you know, it works sometimes and it doesn't work other times. This particular season, though, I felt like they just kind of honed in on the people that, you know, played a played a role in these first two episodes. You know, so there were several people that we never heard anything from. Uh, you know, we saw some people, you know, smiling and reacting in the background to certain things, but we never really got to hear anything about what they're doing or their strategy other than, you know, again, just a few handful of people. And I kind of dug that. That the and, and based on that, the handful that we were shown, uh, I thought were interesting and you know very uh, interesting to see kind of where things go. Especially now we're already looking at a tribal swap. <laughs> I mean, we just got to know these people. But what's good again about this season is the, the tribe swap is okay because again, it's not like the tribes were divided by you know by their age or their. Uh, races as they have been in the past of Survivor, you know any, you know there were no like real clear divides, uh, you know brains versus beauty versus brawn and all that kind of stuff. So who cares kind of who's on what tribe? It's just kind of a cool twist, and the fact that it's happening on day six is pretty interesting. It all, I think that's what's also cool about that is it doesn't allow people to kind of really have formed really strong alliances. You know if you're with the same tribe, let's say and you don't lose a challenge like purple so far. You know, I mean, you go 10, 12, two weeks into the game, and now you're with the same people. Now you do a tribe swap, you know, you're going to be loyal to your original clan, you know, and, and it's it's tough to bust that up. But after six days in the game, there's lots of things that can still happen, and, and all these bonds are going to be tested early. So, uh, like I said, lots to unpack. I'm hoping, though, I'm hoping people uh, who listen to this podcast are also following my stuff on realityt.com. Uh, that's the site where uh, you know I'm I'm covering the show uh, in, in in an official capacity, and uh, every week my recap is on there, and uh, I kind of go into depth with the recap. But I'm gonna try something else uh, new this this season. Uh, you know I get a lot of I'm trying to create you know some more feedback and kind of getting more interactive with the fans. I love interacting with the fans of, of Survivor and and on Reality T. We have a lot of people that are passionate about Survivor. A lot of different opinions and those sorts of things, and I may not do this every week on the podcast, but I'm gonna I'm gonna just you know and again it might take only five seconds, but uh, I like when people leave comments and what I'm gonna do instead of trying to individually respond to every comment on the message board on Reality T, uh, I might just address some of the comments right here on the podcast. So uh, if you're listening to this and uh, you know you want to be mentioned on a future episode of the podcast, you leave some comments, and then uh, maybe I will uh, end up talking about them uh, on the show and answering some of your questions or kind of talking about maybe some of the topics or the things that you brought up that maybe I didn't think of. So uh, there you go. So looking at, you know, right now I'm looking, uh, do, do, you know, I, I think overall it seems to be kind of, you know, I think most people are positive about the season thus far after two episodes. I know I am, but I'm kind of biased. I always love Survivor. It's kind of like varying degrees of how much I love it. Um, I, I also record this podcast, you know, uh, usually on Thursday mornings. So, uh, you know, for your comments to be kind of seen and, and heard, well, I, I read everything uh, throughout the week, but if you want them to be um, possibly mentioned on the podcast here, uh, I'm, it's, it's probably going to be comments that went up, uh, you know, as of, you know, late Wednesday night or early Thursday morning kind of a thing. But with that being said, uh, the, 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 the comments that I'm reading on, on the reality T page, uh, fairly positive overall. Uh, however, you know, let's say one of these people says, uh, let's see, CB1213 says, uh, happy times when Survivor starts. That's for sure. Love your recaps. Look forward to reading them every Thursday. Aw, thank you. I actually uh, like most of the cast right off. Last season, it took me a while to warm up to them, but this cast is more likable. Almost 20 years later, and still the best reality show. I couldn't agree more uh, with you, CB1213. Uh, but on the other hand, we have uh, Debbie says, I don't know about this season. There's just some, uh, just, just seem to be a lot of unlikable people. I'm tired of all 
the real uh, and especially fake idols, uh, of course I'm going to keep watching. And thank you, Tom, for recapping. Uh, glad there's a place to talk about it. Well, thank you for reading as well, and I'm happy to be talking about this too. This is super cool, and again, I hope that we kind of can create a little bit more community element to it this year or this season. Uh, but yeah, so Debbie uh, says that she seems that there's a lot of unlikable people. So you know, you, so you get, you're always going to have you know two sides of every uh, kind of coin. But uh, for me, I think that there tends to be a lot of likable people. Donathan, for one is interesting because he kind of annoyed me <laughs> this episode. He was he was like endearing but kind of too weak, and I didn't like that he like, okay, fine, he ended up going down and diving and everything, but he didn't, uh, like he didn't want to participate for a minute. He was like sitting on the dock shaking his head. I was kind of like, dude, you know, come on. I like you, day four or whatever it was, day three, you shouldn't have to have Jeff Probst remind you that you're on Survivor and that, you know, this is what people dream of. Like jump in the effing water. I can say fuck on this broadcast, but I don't know why I just said effing. Anyway, uh, hope your kids aren't watching or listening. So anyway, uh, yeah, so, okay, there's another one. Uh, let's say R- Riley Pie uh, on RealityT.com says, I'm so happy Survivor Wednesdays are back. Yippee, so happy you're back recapping for us too, Tom. Wasn't sure you'd be here, and I hasn't I hadn't seen any promos. Let the games begin. I think it's going to be a good season. Most everyone seems to be on their toes already. Well, thank you again, uh, Riley Pye. I am happy to be back as well, and uh, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a good season, and I definitely think people are on their toes. I think people are playing the game. Uh, I mean, even first out, you know, Gonzalez, uh, you know, wasn't going to go down first without a fight. You know, she got up and made a big deal out of her tribal council. So, hey, man, go down swinging. That's what I say. So, uh Let's see, Kylie, Kylie, Kylie. I'm excited about the new season. I like the Ghost Island idea, uh, the choice, uh, and reverse the curse. Can't wait to see it play out. Uh, Lee Collette says the season's off to an interesting start. I am liking the cast, but not so much the whole reverse the curse thing. Hopefully, I will warm up to it as the season goes on. Uh, one thing I can't believe that was not included in the recap was that Stephanie was also the catalyst for Gonzalez going home as well. She did it to save Donathan. Uh, yes, you're absolutely right. And Stephanie, uh, as I mentioned in the, in the, in the recap, she's, uh, one of the people to watch. I mean, she seems like she's got all kinds of, uh, skills, social skills. She's physical, she's, uh, smart and just how easy she was able to turn it on. And like, she kind of reveled in the idea of when she was like, uh, you know, when she was playing Jacob, uh, that was just really interesting to watch her. And, and yeah, she definitely, she was the kind of one that planted the seed uh, to get rid of the other Stephanie, we'll call her. I don't know if Gonzalez deserves to get the last name recognition. You know, after John Cochran, that became like a thing. You know, he, he pointed out on the show that like only the Survivor legends get like the last name recognition from Probst. So the fact that, you know, a first boot is being called by her last name. Yeah, I get there's two Stephanies on the same tribe, but... I'd, I'd prefer to call her the other Stephanie or whatever at this point. Anyway, Gonzalez, we'll go with it, whatever. I guess it's not that important. But anyway, uh, so there's a little just grab bag segment. So, again, I might do that from time to time. Uh, you know, if you want to get your comments uh, talked about on the podcast or if you have questions for me specifically that you want to discuss on the podcast, leave them there. I'm going to look at this uh, every time I go to record the podcast, and uh, and then we'll go from there. So thanks for reading, everybody, uh, and uh, and that sort of thing. So... What else did we not hit on? Pretty much everything, huh? There's there's so much to uh, to land on. I'm going to leave a lot of it up for the recap that I wrote this week. But what I did want to talk about, of course, is uh, just the whole concept of Ghost Island. Uh, I thought that this was super cool, uh, after all. Even though I thought it was all complicated in the beginning and it took a long time to explain, you know... It, it's sort of a cool thing because it, it it's bring it brings back the idea of Exile Island, which I never was a huge fan of Exile Island, but I I kind of like that they haven't done that in a while, so maybe it's kind of a good twist to kind of introduce back into the game. But it's not just Exile Island; it is Ghost Island, and it has this whole twist of all of these old relics and you know past failures and things like that. So what I ended up liking about it, although I could. You know, let's face it, I could watch Eric Reichenbach giving away his immunity net necklace. I could watch it on loop for, like, hours. So it doesn't bother me that I've seen it pretty much every couple days now since Ghost Island has been promoting itself. 
But uh, I just love that there's like, it's kind of like the history of the game is, is tied up in the game. You know, if you follow Survivor and if you're a big fan of Survivor, the history of the game is always there. You know, we're always talking about Survivor firsts and uh, Survivor, uh, you know, this is the first time this happened in history or, you know, you know, this happened and you're always comparing things to other players and, you know, there's a huge lore that the game has now created and, and a history that it has. So I love that there's a visual, uh, palpable part of the game now that is tied into the Survivor history. Fans of the show, I think it's like cool little Easter eggs, you know, it's like, I loved even the idea that when they found when Dominic found his hidden idol this episode, that it wasn't just like a hidden idol. It was an actual idol that had been used in the past. It was Andrea Bulky's idol that she went home with uh, during Game Changers. Uh, I just I like that. I like that. It's kind of like honoring the history. And what I also think is I think psychologically it's a cool thing to put these players under that kind of pressure. You know, you're already on Survivor. You already don't want to look like a fool on national television. And you already want to make the right decisions, but now you have this hanging over your head, like, here are all of these other people who made terrible decisions, and this is how they're remembered in Survivor, is all of these bad decisions that they made. Like, the, the weight of, like, don't make the wrong decision is, is, is like, heavy this season. It's, it's on people's shoulders, and they're carrying it with them. And I think that that creates a lot of stress and a lot of drama and a lot of uh, good entertainment, so... I ended up uh, I ended up kind of digging the Ghost Island thing. We'll have to see where it goes. I don't know if I liked you know, when Donathan went there and he hit, opens another jar and there's nothing in it. I kind of think that's kind of lame. Like if you get sent to Ghost Island, like come home with something, man. What if it's a sticker? I don't care. You know, like he should get something for being on Ghost Island. But whatever. Apparently, you know. And then drama wise too, you know, every episode now is going to have a segment dedicated to ghost island do we really need to is it really that dramatic to watch people go break an urn and then open up a parchment that says sorry nothing is happening here this episode like take that two minutes and show me some more strategy back at camp do you know what i mean so i don't i kind of don't like that angle of it but uh we'll see how it goes and how it affects the game you know the other thing too you know the legacy advantage is cool i guess but it's also one of those advantages that helps people way down the road in the game. You know, the, the idea that you have the legacy advantage helps you out in, in terms of, you know, the legacy advantage, of course, is what uh, Sierra Dawn Thomas uh, used her season and uh, was voted out promptly afterward. Uh, Jacob found that that was the artifact that he found when he, on his visit to Ghost Island, and he ended up giving it to Morgan of the other tribe. But what happened, what I don't like about it is, you know, you're the first person on Ghost Island, you should get something kind of neat and cool and something that might help you instantly. You know, people who are there that early in the game are not, look. they don't really need an advantage, you know, in week 13, you know, or whatever, 13 people left in the game and six people left in the game. Like, that's cool and all, but dude needs help now. You know, throw me a bone here. Give me something. Because uh, this is just, you know, that had to have been disappointing. And when I talk to Jacob, I'm going to ask him about that uh, here. So speaking of that, you guys know as you're listening to this, uh, I'm, I'm going to have both exit interviews as part of this podcast. So this is going to be a little bit longer than a normal podcast just because, uh, A, it's the first step and I'm rambling on and on about my thoughts. But, two, uh, we're going to have both exit interviews uh, as part of this uh, as part of this episode. I'm talking, I'm talking so fast and I'm messing up my words because I'm so excited about this season and I'm so excited to be back and podcasting. Uh, about Survivor, so excuse my excuse my excitement. Uh, other than that, you know, the other thing I really liked about this episode, uh, you know, I mentioned that we didn't really get to meet everybody, which is okay with me. But two guys that we did get to meet a little bit was Chris and Dominic, and I kind I really liked. I, I give credit to the the Survivor producers and the editors as to how they portrayed this back and forth relationship. Dominic strikes you at first glance as kind of like. You know, one of those guys who could get voted out really early, or he could win the game. Uh, he and his pregame stuff was kind of telling everybody that he's like a, he sees himself as like a Tony Vlachos kind of a guy, but without all of the paranoia and you know narcissism. And uh, then he got paranoid out there, so I'm like, oh my god, he's going to be just like Tony Vlachos. So he was interesting. He had the the balls to raise his hand and say, hey, I didn't think Chris made that good decision there. Uh, that instantly, I don't know if that'll come back to bite him with other players, but 
when it happened in the game, everybody's like, oh, Dominic's gone. He put his hand up. He put a target on his back. But then we get back to camp and we learn that, hey, Wendell thinks Dominic's a really cool guy. You know, so hmm, Dominic actually can play the game. Maybe he is likable enough to where people like him. Then you have Chris on the other side of things who, you know, at first glance strikes you as like that muscle bound, you know, he's a model and, you know, maybe he's not the smartest guy or not into the strategy, but I liked how he played as well. You know, he, him and Dominic, when Dominic pulls him aside and tries to kind of befriend him in that weird, like, you know, keep your enemies, you know, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer kind of a way, uh, Chris wasn't buying it he said something like you know something is just off with how dominic is approaching me with this with the whole fake idol thing uh so chris is on to dominic dominic is on to chris they're both acting like they're friends but they both want to get each other out i just love the duality of that i love how that's going to build and i hope after the tribe swap that we see those two on the same tribe again because i would just like to see that it's a much smaller scale i mentioned this in the recap on reality t but it reminded me briefly of that whole sequence of episodes that I, I still to this day think are maybe maybe my favorite single stretch of pre-merge episodes, which was the whole uh, Heroes versus Villains, um, Boston Rob versus Russell Hance kind of thing. This kind of like ongoing macho battle between these two titans, and you know give and take and give and take and who's going to kind of come out on top of this little war it was such a big deal that they brought both of them back and that was the theme of the next season you know uh or an upcoming season where what was when boston robin russell hance came back and uh you know we're on opposing tribes so i you know obviously this is uh one episode and it's there you know chris and dominic have a long way to being uh mentioned in the same uh you know legendary breath as though like russell hansen a boston rob but it just reminded me of that that that, the the, uh them going kind of you know uh loghead at each other is that is that a word loghead when going at each other the two guys it just reminded me of that stretch of episodes which i really liked and i really thought was uh, a cool stretch so lots of cool drama going on on the show you got donathan again i already talked about him i think he's kind of like a little i don't know just kind of bothers me a little bit, but people love him. People love him, Donathan. Let's see how he goes, man. He, that could be one of those people that just stays in the game because he's likable and weak, and you know nobody's gonna ever vote him off. And then suddenly he's at the end of the game and you know makes one or two moves, and you know everybody respects his game and loves him. It's Survivor. Anything is possible. So that's a lot of talking for me on the recap side of things. Uh, what do you guys think? Leave some comments for me. Uh, get in touch with me on Twitter at Tom Santilli. Uh, and tell me what you thought of the show. Tell me what you, uh, who you're cheering for. Who are you rooting against at this point? We're going to get into the exit interviews, though, right now. Uh, we got two exit interviews coming up right the second. We're going to be talking first with the first person voted out of the show, which was uh, Stephanie Gonzalez. And then stay tuned after that because I'm then going to be uh, talking to Jacob, who was voted out second. Uh, stay tuned after the Jacob interview and we'll do just a short, uh, kind of look forward to next week and what to expect Uh, special double podcast, uh, week coming up next week as well. We have the Oscars on Sunday. So I have a uh, special, uh, podcast that we're going to be doing on, uh, I believe Tuesday of next week. I'm going to be joined with Mara Reinstein of us weekly, who is just amazing. She is uh, not only a movie critic and we'll be kind of recapping the Oscars, but she's also a huge survivor person. She covers the show. And uh, she's actually one of the few press members that gets to go out on the island. Jealous. Uh, Mara Reinstein, though, was out at Ghost Island. And so she was out there the first few days of of taping. So she has a lot of insight on this cast. And uh, we're going to talk to Mara next week. That's going to be an early podcast, probably on Tuesday of next week. Uh, And I'm going to go over all this at the end of the show, too. But thank you for listening to this. If you're midway through the podcast, that means you're actually listening to it. And I appreciate it. So without further ado, let's get into the interviews. Uh, here is my interview with Stephanie Gonzalez. How's it going? It's going really good. How's it going over there? It is going good. I'm sorry to see you go so early. Do you, do you prefer Stephanie or should I call you Gonzalez? Uh, you can call me whatever. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Just not first boot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that that's... Obviously, that's not um, the way anybody wants it to go in there on Survivor. It's kind of like the worst nightmare. Um, how how has it been? Um, what were you kind of thinking as it was playing out? 
it's really weird because it's, you see yourself and you you see like I don't know it's like a, almost like a third person perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm watching myself on TV and I'm experiencing like all the emotions and I'm looking at it and it's so different like well, what you see from what you experience and the emotions that you experience. So it was really it was gut wrenching because I remember like oh my god. <laughs> that's how I felt when I said this or that's what happened when this happened. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like reliving the moment, but looking at a character versus like, that's actually me. So it was really weird, but it sucked obviously. Well, is there, (laughs) when you look back at it, is there any chance in your mind, like when Jacob goes to ghost Island and and can't get voted off, he seemed to be kind of like the obvious choice. Was there any thought in your mind that you would have, that you would have been the next person out? And, And who do you think, was to blame? Was it kind of like everybody or do you kind of point to one person as to the blame as to why you were out of the game? So I think it was as a group, their mentality was there. Everyone was so afraid of like stirring up shit at tribe, uh, uh, camp. Mm -hmm. So they were not really ready to, to go into full game mode yet. They just wanted to kind of keep the peace. And at that point, it was like anybody but me. So because I didn't solidify a, an alliance day one or day two, um, I was kind of more generalizing and talking to everybody. Um, I didn't commit to a Stephanie and Jenna all-girls alliance, but I also didn't, like, fully commit to, like, hey, Brendan, like, we're doing this together. Like, we had talked about forming an alliance, and we were like, yeah, you know, keeping a, a strong alliance and strong people I think is a really great idea. Mm-hmm. And... But um, there wasn't really one person that was really like you were the person that is you you try to blindside me. It was more like Brendan, I think, kind of wanted to keep the camp kumbaya and keep everything kind of cool and and not stir up shit, not piss off Stephanie and get rid of Jenna, but also didn't want to get rid of Donathan because he had made a a, a connection with Donathan. Donathan really warmed up to Brendan and and me and we had a moment on the beach where Brendan and I came when I think we walked up to Donathan or Donathan walked up to us and Donathan was almost in tears. I mean, he was like, you know, I know you want to keep the tribe strong. So I'm imagining you want to get rid of me. And he was, he got really emotional about it because he had never experienced something like that in his life. And Mm -hmm. he was like, you know, I really don't want to go, but I know like you're probably thinking about me because I'm, you know, visibly the, probably the weaker player out here. And so it was a last minute between Jenna and Jonathan that just got switched to me. So it sucks, but what do, do you, you do? You mentioned that you, you I, I'm kind of reading into what you mentioned a minute ago, but you kind of said that you, you know, you kind of were, um, you know, making relationships with everybody. You know, you kind of were friends over here, friends over there. In looking back, was that a mistake? Should you have kind of doubled down more on in a certain direction as far as your alliance mates, uh, you know, versus kind of, um, you know, trying to kind of keep your options open? I don't know that that was a mistake. I wanted to be friends with everyone and friendly with everybody. I didn't want to have that tension or that just awkward. Like, I wasn't ready to draw the land on the uh, the lines on the land on mm-hmm. the sand yet i wanted to be in with everyone but i i really think that i should have been maybe more vocal on like solidifying something with who i wanted to align with so i think i should have been a little more like gung-ho about it versus like oh i don't know like stephanie wanted to have an all-girls alliance mm-hmm. and i think maybe that could have worked you know having like you know, Libby, me, um, Steph and Jenna and maybe Donathan working together and Jacob, we could have, you know, pulled in. I don't know. It's, it's so hard to, to say that now, even knowing what I know, like what I would have done unless I would have been out there and like really had a lot more solidifying conversations and more promising conversations than what I did. I, definitely would have done a, a things a little bit more different and not, I probably would have been a little bit more quieter and a little more, um, just dumb myself down a little more, maybe not have been as vocal in, in a sense. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to change, you know, how you, people are yeah, when they're out there. That's what's so interesting about the game. Uh, you know, when, 
how, how did it make you feel when you were watching the episode uh, to learn that um, the rice that you might have been eating uh, was once in Jacob's dirty sock? Uh, so it's so funny because everyone that was around me when they watched that, they were ha- like horrified. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, my God, that's so disgusting. And people were like cringing. But I so I used to work in horse surgeries and a long time ago, and I don't get grossed out very easy. And on top of that, I was like, well, OK, so it was in a sock, but in order to cook rice, you have to boil the water. So right. why is everyone freaking out? Like it's not, it's like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Um, you know, so talk a little bit more about the, the tribe dynamics. I know that you were only in the game for a short time, but what were you picking up as far as the other players? Who, who would you guess, you know, um, at that time, would you have, would you have thought, uh, wasn't going to be very long for this game versus people that you thought, you know, might've been bigger threats, uh, moving forward. So you're asking who I thought was a threat and who I wasn't, who wasn't a threat? Yeah, maybe, yeah, from your perspective, you know, yeah, like what was your assessment of the other castmates in the time you were in the game? My assessment um, was the people that I originally pre-game thought they were going to be a threat um, were not, like, a a big threat to me. Okay. I think um, Laurel, I was just because of physically she you can tell the woman is an athlete she's extremely built mm-hmm. um and i didn't expect her personality to be way more shy than what she is okay i mean yeah I, at all she's she's um not very outspoken just very very to herself and quieter um i also didn't expect jenna to be um, like that either. She, her and Stephanie hit it off in the beginning. I think just because Stephanie is so approachable and so friendly and bubbly mm-hmm. that Jenna, like, and her, Jenna was like everywhere Stephanie went, Jenna was there. So I didn't expect that. I think she just found comfort in knowing that Stephanie was friendly and bubbly and approached her and they kind of had a thing going. Um, me and Libby worked a lot together around camp on building fires and bringing the bamboo and the shelter and stuff. But I didn't want everyone to think that me and Libby were like a strong alliance because I, after talking to her at the beginning, I wasn't sure she knew the game really well. Okay. So I wasn't 100% sure about that or or what kind of game she was going to play. Um, so just because she's, you know, very flirty and flirtatious with the boys and really like to hang around the boys, which... I like to hang around the boys too, but just in a different aspect than her. Um, so she wasn't really a threat at all. Um, Donathan, social threat. The only reason social threat was because he has a really, he's got, he's got a killer story. I mean, sure. he's a sweetheart. He has an in, insanely cute um, Southern charm with an <laughs> uh, adorable accent. And, like, who doesn't fall for that? I mean, <laughs> right. he just has, like, a really – you just want to, like, cuddle with him. Like, it's Jonathan. <laughs> I don't know. He, so I think he's got a killer social threat because who wants to vote out the guy that's, like, the sweetheart that's, like, everyone can talk to and all the girls get along with him because he's just a he's, – he's just – he's, like, part of the girls. He's, like, having one of our own, but he's just cool, like – and he doesn't Very seem dynamic to and pose any kind of physical threat. I mean, a, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which killed us because, you know, we really needed that, mm-hmm. the the physical part of the game. And um, so I think in my tribe, Brendan is probably a super threat that I realized right off the bat. And I think Stephanie, Brendan and Stephanie, to okay. me and my tribe, I was like, Brendan for the guys, Stephanie for the girls. Okay. I can see that working. Um, so yeah, with, uh, you know, the whole theme of this season, of course, the ghost Island and the whole, like, you know, the idea of reversing the curse and, you know, the, uh, the bad decisions that are kind of hanging over all of your heads. If, if, uh, if, if Stephanie Gonzalez shows up in a flashback, you know, on ghost Island two, um, what, what do you think is, is going to be your big, uh, mistake that they would hone in on? Like, was there one thing that you feel was your mistake in the game or do you just feel like you were kind of a victim of circumstance? I think 
it's so hard to answer that question. I think I, I, I don't want to say victim of my circumstance because I made, I created my own destiny just of how I was being, but I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I was very misleading because I was appearance wise, you know, you see this girl in a yellow dress and then you see this girl being a yellow dress. So you think, okay, immediately like, okay, maybe she's, you know, maybe she's a girly girl. Okay, cool. She's in a cute little dress. But then it's like, Oh wait, no, she's like chopping off this, like (laughs) logging like bamboo around and trying to make a shelter and like building a crap truck. So maybe people were not comfortable because they couldn't quite understand me and didn't quite know me or get to know me right off the bat. They couldn't like categorize me other than maybe being Spanish. But so that just putting a question mark on me, not being able to be like, Oh, you know, she is just a girly girl. or Oh yeah. She is just this to, to feel safe with no thinking they know who my character or my persona is. Right. Put a big question mark. So maybe I'd say like, probably putting someone like a yellow dress or having like a yellow dress on me. I think that's like a haunting reminder of like, Oh my God, like this is Gonzalez's dress. This is like the infamous, like girly girl tomboy instead of just being one or the other to where they could feel like they've got me figured out and they don't have to worry about me anymore. <laughs> I wanted to ask you too about the, uh, your tribal council. When you get up and, and start uh, whispering uh, with Brendan and, you know, with others, um, at that point in the game, did you feel at that point that you were like, oh, like I'm going, I need to do something? Or like what was your motivation for doing that? And do you feel like anything came out of that? Uh, or did it hurt you in any way? Or were, was it already a done deal that they were going to vote for you? Okay, so before going to tribal, like minutes before going to tribal, I already knew it was me. Already. Okay. So going into tribal, I, I was like, okay, I was literally doing everything in my power to get Jeff's attention because I wanted Jeff to question me. I wanted, so I would, my expressions on my face and my body language were like on a, mm-hmm. they were like, it was like on steroids. Like <laughs> I'm already pretty expressive, like my, my face and like I said, my body language, but that moment I knew it. I'm like, I have to be super, 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 like I want him to question me. So my eyes are like burning a hole through Jeff's forehead just trying to like get his attention so that he would question me and and I already knew I'm going I'm I'm being sent home like this is it and it's going to be eight votes against me I already know this so at that point I was just waiting for Jeff to be done with our you know questioning kind of digging into our our three days and what's going on and I was waiting for him to be like all right you know if anybody's got anything to say if not you know we're gonna you know go vote and I was waiting for that moment. And as soon as he said that, my hand, like, my hand literally, <laughs> like, blasted up. I'm like, boom. I raised my hand so quick, and I immediately got up. I didn't even wait. I didn't even care. Like, in my mind, I don't, I don't see that there's a camera. I don't care that this is going to be televised. Like, I'm here to play Survivor. Like, cool. I'm glad people get to watch it on TV and connect and, like, you know, really live the, these stories through what we – what we see on TV, but my purpose was to play and play, play a, a really kick-ass game, at least to my, to my best ability. And so when, when that tribal came up, I was like, I'm already going home. So I'm going to do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And I, I confirmed that I was going home quickly within two minutes of standing up and whispering. I already knew I was going home. I confirmed it literally verbally confirmed it mm-hmm. with Michael, Brendan and Libby. And I tried to switch the votes, but then I came to a quick realization after like five or 10 minutes of like whispering in, in, in a live tribal that no matter what I say to these people, they're so grateful that it's not them on the chopping block that they're going to vote for me. Sure. So I sat down and I realized very quickly that once I sat down, they were just talking amongst each other, like whispering amongst each other, confirming like, we're well, still going to vote her out, especially. So I'm like, whatever, screw it. Like I spoke to um, Michael and I was like, you know who's orchestrating the vote. You know who's trying to keep um, Donathan safe. It was Brendan. Because, you know, that initial time moment on the beach where Donathan was, you know, tearing up and getting emotional about, you know, going home first. And Brendan, that really got to Brendan. And it got to me too. But between me or Donathan, like, it's got got to be Donathan. So um, I spoke to Michael. And Michael, he was like, you know, do you think we should vote him, Brendan, out? And And I... I said, no, 
I was like, no, we need to keep this tribe strong. I don't want to vote Brendan out. He was like, okay, so we shouldn't vote Brendan. I was like, no, we need to vote Donathan. Like that's, I love the kid and I, my heart goes out to him and like, I love to be really good friends with him, but like looking at what's beneficial for all of us to not have to come back to tribal again, hoping and praying that we don't come back here is to get rid of somebody who is not the strongest person. And I don't know if Jonathan can do puzzles or not. That's, that's, that was the instrumental part for me. And that's where I was like, what is going on here? Like, Nobody has seen the bigger picture of, like, let's get this tribe to win immunity challenges versus, oh, keeping our tribe kumbaya and happy. Hey, uh, Stephanie, uh, thank you so much. Uh, my time is up for you, but uh, best of luck to you, and uh, sorry to see you go so early. Thanks. Thanks so much. Cool interview. Uh, all right. Thank you. Okay. There you go. That is Gonzalez. And uh, now up here we are. Uh, this is my interview with uh, Mr. Jacob, the second person voted out of Survivor Ghost Island. Hey, Jacob, how are you doing, man? I'm all right, I'm all right. Hey, well, it's really good to talk to you. I was hoping to talk to you a lot later in the season, though, to be honest. I, 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 I was hoping for the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, um, you know, just in general, I'm, I'm sure you're obviously talking a lot about this today, but, you know, just in general, if you could sum up, um, you know, what do you what went wrong uh, for you out there? Mm-hmm. Uh, what went wrong is I was in a pretty rough spot on day one. I uh, unfortunately wasn't meshing with my tribe the way I wanted to. A lot of I kind of was watching them all connect together while I was kind of just sitting there trying to find my way in. Mm-hmm. And uh, when the majority started to kind of formulate, it was with a lot of attractive. Uh, pretty folk, and uh, unfortunately, I wasn't quite there with them. And the people I was kind of getting closer with just weren't. Uh, well, there wasn't enough people to, to to put up a fight. How much of that, looking back, do you think you know? Like out there in one of your clips, you described them as kind of like the pretty people. Um, how much of that yeah. ability, like the the disconnect, do you think was that was that some of your own? insecurities playing into it or do you feel like there just wasn't people that were like you you know like where you couldn't find any common ground yeah people like michael libby brendan oh not brendan but brendan was a little was a little better about trying to connect with me but i i can say for pretty sure like jenna michael and libby had no interest in getting to know me whatsoever mm-hmm. none zero and uh you know I think I barely even spoke to Jenna and she was calling me annoying. So it was, it was, I had like, they, they were more interested in each other than they were in me. And uh, they weren't thinking about long-term game. They were thinking about what do I want right now? What do I think will get me further based on basic connections, but, you know, and uh, they weren't really down to start stirring things up super early. Um, and I think, I think Laurel agreed with me in the show. She mentioned the coalition of the pretty people too. And, uh, and we, we had our talks and we, we thought maybe at some point we could pull it off, but it was too soon to go against the majority. And unfortunately, uh, the people who I was kind of getting closer with the friends I was making out there, they, they didn't feel confident enough to, to make a big move like that super early. I can't fault them for that. Yeah. Um, you know, was it like the, uh, the whole thing with, um, you know, the, uh, I'm sorry, the, uh, the ghost Island with, uh, when you go out there, um, before that though, we see you on the show kind of, um, looking for the idol. You say to others, you announce to others that you're going to go explore for the, uh, the, the hidden idol. Um, did you make that decision kind of after feeling like, Oh man, like I'm not making these personal connections. Like I need to get out there and do something. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, you know, modern survivor usually means that on day one and two, people are making, you know, end game plans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people are talking strategy. People are, uh, at the very least, people are talking about what they're thinking. At the very least, there, there mm-hmm. are walks where people will, will look at each other and say, I don't know if I like this person. What do you think about this person? Like, general basic strategy talk. Mm-hmm. Nothing too deep. Days one and two, I'm trying to talk to people, and everyone's saying the exact same thing to me. Mm-hmm. I'd say, who are you thinking about? They'd go, I don't really know yet, hmm. which is code for it's you. Right. And, uh, and so I realized by day two, no one wanted to work with me. Nobody felt confident enough working with me. Nobody felt, everyone thought I was a liability. Everyone thought I was an odd one out. Uh, and I'd be an easy first vote. And so I had to do the only thing I could think of. And that was 
look for an advantage, look for help, you know, put myself in some weird situations. Pour rice in my sock, hoping there was a clue in the jar. <laughs> what, what, every which way around the well. I mean, what do you attribute that to, really, though? Like, what, do, you, do you pinpoint, like, why did they not want to work with you? Was it just based on appearance? Was it, you know, like, you know, like, I, was there something? What do, you, what do you attribute it to? It's a mix of things, right? Uh, because people uh, who come from certain backgrounds tend to, uh, they tend to find each other, mm-hmm. right? People like Michael and Libby and, you know, they, they were going to connect no matter what. People like, you know, Jenna, they, they, they're going to connect just from that kind of base. We follow the Kardashians on Instagram and talk about <laughs> Chipotle a lot now, right? They're, their basic interests are going to, it's, it's going to be easier for them. And I connected with people in different ways. Like me and Donathan talked about music a lot. Me and Laurel talked about the game a lot. Me and James talked about Boston a bit because I, I spent a little bit of time up there too and talked about culture. And we, we had a lot of, I had a lot of great conversations with a lot of people, but it wasn't enough people, right? Mm-hmm. So sure. Jonathan's at Ghost Island, and all I have are, you know, Laurel and James who kind of are thinking about me, and Stephanie who's halfway between working with me and, and, and just playing with me, mm-hmm. playing me, right. kind of stuck in the middle there. It's not enough to pull something off. Uh, and I, unfortunately, they just connected faster than I was able to get in there. I couldn't, I couldn't find my way to connect with them. You, and, uh, uh, you yeah. Honestly, yeah. I was going to say, honestly, I don't, know, I don't know if I would have been able to. Okay. Um, you know, you, you obviously, too, were the first person to experience Ghost Island. Uh, and on the show, you know, we only get to see kind of glimpses of it and little quick things. Uh, what, what can you tell us, kind of tell us more about the, the Ghost Island experience? It's, it is hilarious. <laughs> it is the funniest thing. Because if you love this show, you're walking around. And I, I can't recognize every single thing. Right. I'm not, I, I don't have that kind of memory. Um, but even if you don't know where every single thing's from, you recognize things and you know, all this stuff is from the show and it's just, it's something else. I, it's, 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 it's I, I think at some point I described it as a survival wet dream. I don't know. It's, it's hilarious. It's so, and then you go to sleep under the snuffers. It's screwed up, man. It's messed up. It's disturbing. Uh, it's what it's, it's got a, Jeff's been saying it and I agree. Uh, it's it's got a sense of humor, and uh, I, I appreciated that a lot. It's a very cool experience, and honestly, a better shelter than my camp had, rice and water. So who's complaining? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask too. You know, in the past, like on Exile Island, in the past, you know, it's been a real hardship to kind of live there. You have to kind of do everything on your own. So there were basic amenities there as far as food, water. Uh, so people who are at Ghost Island are going to be fairly comfortable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and uh, it's it's. it's pretty funny realizing like oh they think they're sending me to this hardship and i'm gonna sell it like they're sending me to this hardship i'm gonna <laughs> sell it like it's exile <laughs> uh, but in truth i'm i'm pretty cozy <laughs> <laughs> now I slept, I slept very well that night you came up with the idea of of you know uh, the fake idol you know coming back with the fake idol why was it important to you to to actually show everybody uh the fake idol as opposed to just maybe like planting the seed that you might have found one out there so that people started maybe thinking that you might have had one. I didn't want it to be one of those situations where, okay, we just need to flush the idol. So put some votes on him, put some votes on someone else, which is what it ended up being. Anyway, mm-hmm. Sure. My whole thing was that, uh, my hope was that if I, cause I, I knew that everyone thought I was shifty, right? I knew that nobody wanted, nobody trusted me. So I thought maybe if I'm just super forthright, Mm-hmm. And it's funny. No, no time in Survivor history has called has calling your entire tribe to the fire to talk to them ever worked. It always, <laughs> it always failed. Yes, <laughs> I've written blogs about this. Bad idea. Um, but in that moment, I thought the one thing I could do here that might work. Let's all talk. I'm going to be very forthright with you. I know that you guys think I'm the idol guy. I know I don't want to be that. I got this thing. I'm happy about it, and I'm going to play it tonight or the next tribal council. I'm just going to play it. I don't want it. I don't want this target on my back. I want to get rid of it now. And you got to believe me because I, I don't want it. And I thought it was a decent lie. Uh, <laughs> I, thought it was, I still think it's a good story. I just unfortunately didn't have the parchment to back it up. Right. Now, you know, as far as the, the, the advantage that you did go, I mean, let's face it, you know, the legacy advantage is a cool advantage if you make it far into the game. But when you're in your situation and you're feeling under pressure and outcast from your mm-hmm. tribe, that has to feel like a lame uh, secret advantage for you to get at that point. You probably were hoping it was something much cooler that could help you more immediately in the game. Mm-hmm. I, I, 
<laughs> I spent a lot of time on that beach yelling about Sierra Don Towns. Uh, <laughs> I was real angry about that thing. Um, don't get me wrong. I see the upside. I'm not, I'm not completely blind to it. Mm. I, I get that the whole idea of, oh, it's cursed and you can make an alliance maybe if you, if you give it to someone and you can connect later. Okay, cool. Awesome. I'm dead now, though. Okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> I need I need the antidote now. I need anything that might be able to give me a tiny bit of power, just a, just a shred. And instead, I really I, I had a piece of paper that I got to give to someone else, um, <laughs> and that and that sucks. That, that it hurts a little bit. Sure. Uh, Sierra owes me a meal. <laughs> Now, I want to ask you, too, about um, a couple things regarding Morgan. So, first of all, kind of what made you ultimately decide to give it to her? And then, two, when you're talking with Stephanie, and, you know, and Stephanie's kind of, you know, kind of playing you and uh, trying to get information out of you, you know, you tell her about uh, the fake idol, but you go further than that and you tell her about the legacy advantage, which you did not have to do, um, and then you even tell her that yeah. you gave it to Morgan. So now she has this information about Morgan having this yeah. advantage. Um Talk about just like your 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 choice about Morgan, and then also kind of do you have any regrets that may it kind of maybe maybe puts Morgan in a bad spot possibly? Yeah, uh, here was my hope, and I understand how this can all seem a little bit far fetched. Uh, mm-hmm. At that point in the game, Stephanie was the only person who I had who I had had extended talks with mm-hmm. about anything strategic. And yes, you can say it was just her playing me, and maybe it was. But we've talked a long time. We've been talking since probably day one and two, just being friendly and making jokes at each other. And mm-hmm. we both have pretty, we both have occasionally very filthy mouths, and that was very <laughs> funny. We, 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 we bonded very early, so I felt super comfortable with her way before she started trying to play me. Um, and so my hope was maybe, maybe I can make this a long-term thing. Maybe I, cause I felt like she was the one person I might have had an in with the whole pretty people thing, mm-hmm. right? But you, I didn't, I didn't have Brendan, didn't have Michael, didn't have Libby, didn't have Jenna. Thought I might have Stephanie. And so I thought, maybe if I can get Stephanie, I can get Jenna. Mm-hmm. And maybe if I can get Stephanie and Jenna, that's enough to convince James and Lowell to work with me. Maybe. Um, and so me giving her all that information was basically saying, like, I'm down to do this long term. I'm down to work with you all the way through if you're willing to put it in for me. Here's everything. Mm-hmm. Here's everything. If you don't trust me now, you're never going to. Like, I, it was literally, it was my last ditch effort at just being, just telling her, just like, you've got to trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe I should have come up with a better lie. I mean, I mean maybe, maybe I shouldn't have just said Morgan has a life. Or maybe I should have said, like, uh, you know, by the way, I, I, I got this, I got a little postcard at Ghost Island that says Dominic has an idol or something. I could have come up with something crazy. Right. <laughs> Truth is, like, I thought it would have been kind of cool if later down the line I could have gotten like Stephanie Morgan uh, and and Laurel and James and maybe like you know Desiree together or something. I don't know. I would. I I had some ideas in my head for for pretty cool uh, goals down the line, but uh, unfortunately, uh, they, the people I was trying to pull together didn't feel confident enough about each other. With um. You know, the the whole theme of the show this season, of course, is like the bad decisions and reversing the curse. So if if uh, if Jacob shows up again in Ghost Island two uh-huh. in a, in a flashback sequence, um, what what is your what do you think that they will? What is your one bad decision in your mind, or if if any, um, what is that one thing that you think was your mistake? I can name a few. Uh, look, I mean. I attribute my my downfall to myself. I don't attribute I don't attribute my downfall to any advantages or twists. I attri- I attribute it to me not me not playing the social role I needed to play. Okay. That said, I mean I still have this stupid idol. It's not a good looking <laughs> idol. I mean it's not bad. It's not good. Uh, uh, it's it's I, you know. Um, if, if 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 Dom can get uh, Andrea's old idol, then maybe someone can get my old idol, and maybe it'll do something next time instead of just being a bluff card. I don't know. <laughs> um, th- does it give you any pleasure at all in knowing that uh, even though you're gone, you know, a piece of you might be living on in, in every bite of rice that the tribe takes for the rest of the game uh, with your your sweaty, dirty socks? <laughs> I go oh, so much pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> they boil it. They boil it. They're fine. I also forgot that I put my fake idol in my other socks, so I didn't realize that half my game revolved around socks. <laughs> it was all about your socks. Hey, that sounds like a merchandising opportunity. 
Yeah, I mean, I got to jump on that, absolutely. <laughs> or my, my very last question for you is, um, you know, just, just yeah. kind of what, what's been the reaction thus far? You know, I know you're a super fan. This has to be very disappointing that you didn't make it further in the game. Um, what's been the, the, the reaction uh, in, in your world, uh, and, and how would you like people to kind of remember you on the show? When people are going to remember me however they remember me, right? I can't, I can't change that. Uh, I think it's been a really crazy, uh, lovely uh, response uh, in in some in some uh, ways, people have been very supportive and kind uh, in my personal circles, and uh, some people being crazy and anonymous online have been nice, uh, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't re- I don't love the idea of being remembered for one of the best flameouts in in Survivor history. <laughs> I don't love the idea of of going of being like, well, he came in nineteenth place, but at least he was insane while he did it because. <laughs> Everything I did had a purpose. Everything I did had logic behind it. It was all, hey, I'm in a corner. I need to fight my way out. Got to try everything. You got to try everything. You got to fight. <laughs> if you're in trouble, you fight. You don't just roll over and sit around camp. You fight. You try anything you can anything you can think of. Uh, and I feel okay about that. Um, and if people want to come after me and be, oh, the dude's nuts. I don't know what he was thinking. Bad decisions all the way. It's like, you go play Survivor, dude. <laughs> Survivor's hard. Well, you sound like a second chance you're waiting to happen, man. It was really good to talk to you. I was sorry to see you go so early, um, but best of luck to you moving forward, Jacob. Take care. All right. So just like that, uh, we are we are into Season 36 of Survivor. It's Survivor Ghost Island. You just heard from Stephanie Gonzalez and Jacob uh, voted out of the show during the first double episodes of the year. Uh, next week we're already at episode three and we got a tribe swap to look forward to the twists will be a coming. If you are not a fan of the twists and idols and, and artifacts and all these crazy things going on, this is probably not your favorite season of survivor, but, uh, we'll just kind of have to see how it plays out. I hope that we're not like 10 episodes into the show and every single player has like some kind of advantage in their pocket and it's all just going to come to some huge explosion at some point. Uh, or maybe that'd be cool. We'll have to see where the season goes. I think there are some likable people on the show. Uh, we need to find out more about some of them. We, you know, we haven't seen a lot from a, a lot of the contestants still. But I, for one, got a good feeling about this season, and uh, just I kind of felt good about it. I don't know. I like the twist. I like Ghost Island, and we'll just have to see where we go. So again, I'm going to uh, talk a little bit about next week. What you can expect with this podcast. I am a film critic. Uh, I, I'm the national film critic for Access.com. That's AXS.com. I'm also a TV personality, movie critic in the Detroit area. I have a uh, weekly show that I'm on, a 30-minute show called Critically Speaking on Fox in Detroit. It is, uh, I'm a guest on that show every single week with host Lee Thomas of Fox 2 News. I'm sorry, of Fox 2 Detroit. Lee Thomas's show, Critic Lee Speaking, so it's like his name, Lee, in the middle there, so Critic Lee Speaking. Uh, even if you're not in the Detroit area, we uh, put the show up on the Facebook page, so I, 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 I'm asking you to go to the Facebook page, Critic Lee Speaking, and like it, and uh, check out the show every week. Usually it posts, uh, it airs in Detroit on Fridays at 6.30, again on Saturday at 9.30 in the morning. Uh, usually it is up on uh, the Facebook page by Sunday, so... Check it out. Follow the show if you're into movies. We cover all the new movies. We do reviews. We talk about movie news. It's all kind of stuff. It's, it's really cool. Uh, we also put up like a little after show thing on Facebook, so check it all out. I'm also part of a new show. Uh, it's a syndicated TV show called Movie Show Plus that's uh, going to be coming out soon. So I have all kinds of movie stuff going on. But because of that, this is also a big week for me. This is a huge week in my world. Uh, not only was it the premiere of Survivor, but we have the Oscars coming Sunday. Uh, so it's a big day. Next week, I have a special podcast where there's going to be two podcasts next week. On Tuesday, you're going to get a podcast with me with a, my special guest, Mara Reinstein of Us Weekly. She is a movie critic herself. Uh, she's great. She's hilarious. You should be following her stuff. You can check out her website. It's maramovies.com. But we're going to be kind of recapping and going over the Oscars. We're going to be talking all about the Oscars, but we're also going to be talking Survivor. It's the perfect podcast for people who love movies and Survivor. Uh, that's going to be coming Tuesday. Uh, again, Mara was actually out on Ghost Island. She's one of the few press members that gets to go out there to uh, you know to report on the show. So she got to be out there firsthand, interviewed all of the contestants, 
and just has a lot of insight and some cool things that she's going to share with us on the podcast on Tuesday. Then, uh, again, on Wednesday night, uh, possibly Thursday morning, check out my recap on realityt.com. That's where you can find my written full recap and reaction to the week's episode. And then every Thursday, guys, from here on out through the rest of the season, every Thursday you can count on a podcast from me uh, with the exit interviews uh, from the people that are voted out of Survivor Ghost Island. So next week we will have that exit interview Survivor recap episode up on Thursday. If you want to follow the podcast, there's all kinds of ways to do so. You can follow me uh, at Tom Santilli on Twitter. I'm posting all my stuff there. That's kind of one easy catch-all, as is going to my website, TomSantilli.com. There I have all my movie stuff, all my Survivor stuff. Everything is kind of gathered in one place to make things easy on people who follow me. Uh, But in addition to that, you can find the podcast, the Film Survivor podcast, is on iTunes, and it's also on Podbean, so you can subscribe to the podcast, get notified when there are new episodes, and then follow and join and and take part in this growing uh, community of Survivor fans and movie fans. So I really appreciate all of your support. I'm looking forward to this season. Let me know what you guys think in the comment sections on Reality T and also on this podcast. And uh, that'll do it for this week. Thanks, everybody. And we will see you next week post-Oscars. Bye-bye.